Hi, I'm Zakir Elias, and this is Representation Matters, a conversation around equality, diversity, and inclusion in the workplace podcast series by The Equal Group, bringing you stories, insights, and learnings around optimizing equality, diversity, and inclusion in the workplace. In today's episode of Representation Matters, I'm joined by two guests, Rachel Maguire and Hannah Hall-Turner from The Job Share Pair. As great friends and work colleagues, Anna and Rachel sought to balance their careers with their family lives too. And so they became the first ever job share duo in the UK arm of that Fortune 500 firm. Passionate about making flexible working options accessible to all, Hannah and Rachel's ambition is for more people to have access to meaningful, progressive senior roles through job sharing, inspiring a truly diverse workforce through flexibility. I had the opportunity to catch up with both Rachel and Hannah to find out more about the concept of job sharing. Let's take a listen to the conversation, which began with me asking, who are the job share pair? So we are Hannah Hall-Turner, that's myself um, speaking, and Rachel Maguire, and we are globally leading job share specialists. So we're working mums, we're co-founders, and we are friends. And as you can probably tell from our name, we are completely passionate about everything job sharing and the benefits that it not only brings to individuals, but also to organisations and the wider society as well. Hi everyone, I'm Rachel here, so you can get to know our voices. Um, So yes, just to reiterate around our job share partnership, um, we were the first job sharers in the UK arm of our business. We are really on a mission to normalise job sharing in the workplace at large, and we do this through three different ways really. So We help organisations to prepare, implement and embed job sharing within their businesses. And um, we support and add value to any job share partnership through our unique coaching programme. So we make sure that at the end of that day, that our job sharers are ready for seamless working success. And we educate and inform others of the power of job sharing, whether that's through our structured learn, lunch and learn programmes or um, just generally reaching an audience through podcasts such as this. So thank you for having us. Thanks for those introductions. I think it's nice to kind of know the individuals you know, behind the organisation. Um, I think it's also the first time that on the Equal Group we've actually had two guests, so it's quite exciting for me as well. Um, I guess, you know, you said a bit about yourselves, but I want to know a bit about your journey um, as well so far. So how exactly did the job share pair come about? You know, what kind of triggered um, the creation of this organisation? Thank you. Yeah, I guess our story goes back about 12 years now. So Rachel and I met when we both worked in the human resources team of a large professional services organisation. Um, and, you know, it, we worked in different four different parts of the business, but in the wider HR team together. Um, so, you know, we, we met a few times, we knew each other, kind of how each other worked. Um, fast forward, I'm not sure how many years we fast forward, but um, I was working, I was the HR leader for one part of that business and a role came up in my team, which I knew Rachel would be perfect for. So we actually worked together for a couple of years um, and really quickly um, created a really strong working relationship. Um, Even though I was Rachel's line manager at the time, it didn't necessarily feel like that all the time because Rachel had so many great qualities and was, you know, really bringing a lot to the team. So if we fast forward two years from there, Rachel was then promoted to lead the HR function for a different part of the business. Um, And so we we became peers and, you know, we 
again, in the wider HR team, we were always bouncing ideas off each other, even though we worked in different parts of the business. Um, and we kind of had that connection through work. And then if we fast forward another couple of years, um, we found out that we were pregnant at, at the same time um, and we were due in the same month. Um, and I guess at that point, we were both working full time as HR directors at that point. And the role was a brilliant one. We absolutely loved that role. It was incredibly challenging. It was fast paced. You know, it wasn't the, you know, it wasn't a nine to five. And so, you know, immediately when our priorities changed in terms of, you know, time management, mm -hmm. you know, we, we both knew that when we had our children, we definitely needed to work flexibly. Um, so we kind of started having conversations around what are we going to do? You know, we know that we can't do this role as a part time role. Um, fast forward, sort of, I guess, probably seven months later, um, and our babies were born six days apart, Would you know, by chance. <laughs> and so when, when we were on maternity leave, then we met up um, with the babies, you know, and, and we continued that conversation around flexibility. Um, and then we came up with the idea of a job share because that was that would be perfect for us. So we pitched that idea to our line manager at the time, um, whereby I would work three days a week, Monday to Wednesday. Rachel would work three days a week, Wednesday to Friday, and we'd have that crossover day. Um, and our line manager was really behind it. And we were lucky that we'd had a track record right in, in this organisation before. Mm -hmm. So they knew that we were high performers, um, but also they knew that we could work together and complement each other. So as part of the kind of process of getting the job share approved, we had to meet with our key stakeholders. Um, we were actually offered both my old job and Rachel's old job, which is, you know, yeah, to the organisation and to us. Um, so there was, a, there was a process of kind of working out how it would work in practice, talking to our stakeholders, um, answering any questions, any challenges that they had. Um, and so, so, after, so that was all approved. And then we started job sharing. Now, as you said, we were the first job sharers in that in the organisation. And so a lot of our time, particularly at the outset, was setting it up. So how is it going to work in practice? What about what are, are our handovers going to look like? You know, working with our stakeholders to answer any questions. Um, and, you know, we didn't have all the answers because we didn't have experience of working in a job share. So we then created the job share pair in on Instagram. Um, which was a platform really to share advice, get best practice from other job sharers and connect with people so that we were learning from others around how best to work out our job share. And that sort of, that became a completely loved hobby by us both. And we, and we shared kind of the posting of that and, and it got a little bit of traction um, unexpectedly. <laughs> um, and, you know, where we had people come into us and asking us questions and advice around how to make a job share work. And so that hobby then became a bit of a business idea. And during our second maternity leaves, we had an opportunity then to make that a reality. Um, and so, you know, the job, the job share pair, our business is really inspired by what we would have had, we would have found beneficial when we started our job share to make us effective quicker. Um, and so that's kind of our story it's quite a lengthy one I'm sorry but <laughs> no no that's actually brilliant no I love um, the fact that you kind of went through that transition of you know working under each other and then kind of forming this friendship and coincidentally you know both being pregnant at the same time you know you know what are the chances of that happening I know <laughs> exactly and um, you know I must admit that I, I had no idea about 
the whole concept of, you know, job sharing until I came across your account. And, you know, I'm aware of flexible part-time work and, you know, remote working as well, which, you know, with the pandemic has increased, but you would have thought that, you know, during this time as well, like job sharing would have become a lot more available or just a lot more information would have been out there. So now I'm interested to know, how did you both come across it? Was it just, you know, through studies or, you know, just research? Yeah, Yeah. working in the um, HR space, we are aware of different types of flexible working. And um, it was something that we had, yeah, done a bit of research on. People generally know what job sharing is because they might know, you know, a couple of people in their lives who might do it, although they don't understand the nuts and bolts of how to make it work. But it was something that we knew, knowing intently our role and that we couldn't do it part-time we knew that we could do half of it and that was where the whole job sharing idea came from brilliant and you know I think um as I mentioned before you know one of the main things is that just not being aware of the difference or like as you said the nuts and bolts of you know what exactly job sharing is and how to make it work and I'm sure you could say that there are a lot of you know myths around the idea of job sharing um so what are the most common myths that you've both heard and then what's the reality behind it yeah, you raise, you raise a really great point around it not being very prevalent. And actually, in some areas like the civil service, it's incredibly um, prevalent and very much something that's taken up a lot of the time. So the reason we really think that job sharing isn't embedded in businesses a lot is about there being a lack of understanding about what it is and also just general attitudes around flexible working and that it's just for working mums and So we'll take you through a few of those misconceptions. So some might say or challenge we might receive is that job sharing really works in admin roles and nowhere else. But, you know, part of us setting up the business and the Instagram was to network, build a community and find other job sharers in different roles, in different sectors, different capacities. And actually, most of the job sharers that we know, if not all, have a huge um bucket of responsibility as part of their position so you know we've seen a huge trend in um the uptick of co-leadership roles and businesses appreciating that a lot of the biggest roles in their organizations can't just be done you know Monday to Friday and actually by having a co-leader set up that you can have more than five days a week um, delivery against a certain role so you get the two minds, two sets of skills, two sets of experiences. And, you know, of the job sharers that we know, some of them lead very enormous teams from 500 people plus um, with high budgets, you know, hitting enormous fee targets. So um, some examples that we like to share are, you know, engineers at Ford, a number of those are job sharers, head teachers, asset managers, editors of um, publications, CEOs, you know, even in politics, the leaders of the Green Party um, are job sharers as well. So it's not just for administrative roles. Then you've got um, the idea that job sharing is the same as part-time working. So the difference with part-time working as against job sharing is that with part-time, they often are, are more junior roles that don't command the need for continuity of service across the week Um, and actually job sharing is perfect for more senior roles because it demonstrates that you do need that coverage Um, 
and it's just basically a full-time role split across two people that's the only difference with job sharing um and the performance metrics that job sharers are given are against a full-time role and the ownership just lands across two people um and then the third one i've alluded to is that job sharing is only for working mums and it is a fantastic way to support mums back into the workplace giving them flexibility but also enabling them to retain the stretch and responsibility of a senior role that they can't they don't just have to leave it behind because they've had a baby um and the you know senior salary that that role commands as well um so it's not just exclusive to working moms though it's a huge enabler for general work-life balance whatever that might be whether that might be to pursue a hobby or to you know have a business on the side and that's really supported by the legal aspect of um flexible working in the past was only an option for carers and something that carers could apply for but after a period of time it became actually something that everybody should be able to apply for whether the golf course is quieter on a Tuesday and you want to to work flexibly for that reason it's no it's no worse a reason than you know elder care or child care um and many people want to work flexibly for a number of reasons and there are so many amazing case studies from Hannah Matthews of the Irish international hockey team she job shares her role so that she can train but also she's a primary school teacher on the side you know you can have these different kind of hats that you live with um and then Sam White and Will McDonald um historically they've just stepped down but were a amazingly successful male job share partnership at Aviva as the group head of public policy um and a quote that we often often share is that from Ian Shepherd who is the deputy director at the, de- the department for international trade and he job shares because he wants to and it makes him happier and better at his job and um, we think that's reason enough no, I love that. Um, especially just the idea of, you know, it doesn't have to be working uh, once or, you know, new mothers. Uh, it can just be anyone, you know, even myself, um, you know, if that's what, as you said, makes me happy. And, you know, something that you also yeah. mentioned is that you listed a few kind of like roles that people wouldn't typically think that, you know, someone would job share for. It's a perhaps a role or you could say characteristics of a person that you think are not suitable for job sharing. Yeah, well, we, we think most roles. Um, can with, with kind of thoughtful job design can be job shared I guess you know where you've got roles which are based on numbers so say mm. factory you've got to get x amount of whatever it is that they do out you, you could probably do that on a part-time basis rather than a job share um you know an astronaut probably couldn't job share <laughs> <laughs> and perhaps the Formula One driver you know um but you know there are they are very few and far between we think genuinely couldn't be job shared in terms of skills um I think to be a job sharer you have to be naturally communicative you have to be naturally collaborative and we say you can't be competitive with each other you can still be competitive and driven and ambitious but not with other people um, you also need to be trustworthy. So one one thing that I certainly found when I be- I moved into job sharing was, you know, it, it's quite a big thing going from leading and owning a role to sharing it. So you have to be able to trust that 
your job share partner is going to make those right decisions on your behalf um, and for your career. Um, so definitely trust and reliability as well. Yeah, I can imagine, especially when it comes to like handing over, you know, it does require a lot of kind of trust and responsibility, especially I think you both mentioned that Wednesday is like your crossover day. So, um, you know, I think that's a, a brilliant idea to kind of have that day where you both talk about your stakeholders or meetings or anything important with clients. Um, but I'm sure that, you know, when you first started, there's a lot of trial and error. Um, things probably weren't perfect. So yeah. if you could go back um, and think about, you know, what when you both started, is there anything that you would have done differently or you perhaps wish that you're more aware of? That's a really good question and a really important one because there were certainly challenges and there continue to be challenges, you know, as with any job role. I think if we were to go back, the advice that I would give to myself, I guess the first thing would be give it time and allow time to allow the job share partnership to evolve and like with any partnership you've got to be committed you've got to have time for one another you've got to be able to give that instant feedback to make it effective and so I think that would be the first thing the second thing would be around uh, sorry around challenges is your naturally going to have what we call the job share curious so lots of people who want to understand your ways of working whether it be because they're thinking about it themselves or because they've heard of it not working very well elsewhere and you know people always have their own assumptions about job sharing so it would be to again allow time to talk to the job share curious and you know not necessarily to influence them but to answer their questions and and to kind of yeah answer their challenges um and I think the other thing that we very quickly found was important to us in the job share was to be really respectful of each other's boundaries so one of our sort of we we have what we call job share working principles that we live by that you know they're in our values they're in everything that we do and one of those things was around you know we job share for a reason so you know on my Thursdays and Fridays which I would call home days because quite frankly they're not days off when you're looking after children (laughs) um you know I knew that if I saw a text or a phone call from Rachel that it really mattered and it was important but we also had an understanding that when when you're in you're in and you're taking charge when you're at home you're focusing on your home life um and we were really protective not only of our own boundaries but each other's Mm -hmm. and actually and a kind of commercial way of looking at that was you know if I was logging in on a Thursday or Friday that would not only show Rachel that I didn't trust that she was getting on with the role but also it, it would confuse the business so they would kind of then think oh well I thought Rachel worked on a Thursday and Friday why is Hannah here um oh that's great that they're both working today because then I can get double the work you know so it's it, I think boundaries was something that anybody working flexibly needs to really consider but but for us new into the job sharing world was something that we quickly realized that we had to focus on yeah definitely I like the fact they've highlighted boundaries I think you know regardless of whether it's part-time work flexible working job sharing full-time working I think in this day and age there's this tendency to give praise to overworking especially in the younger generation there's this kind of culture which I really think you know needs to not praise as much because there needs to be the set boundaries of you know workers here mm-hmm. leave work yeah leave work at work essentially exactly yeah. and there's that real risk of burnout isn't there and, and, yeah. and burnout is not good for anybody 
No, and um, you said that, you know, of course, that you've probably faced some challenges, whether it's, you know, being questioned by, you know, stakeholders or um, just people who want to, you know, know about job sharing. Um, but it does seem that, you know, the benefits clearly do outweigh any of the kind of difficulties. And I was just wondering that if there's just one thing that you both think that is most beneficial uh, about job sharing, what is that? Um, and I asked that just because I was thinking if I was job sharing with someone, I think it would be great to kind of learn from their strengths um, in the areas that I'm probably weak at. Mm, I would say the exact same thing. I mean, I think working in a senior role anyway, um, and certainly um, when you are partnering with a business in an HR function, it can feel quite lonely. And I've always, always really thrived in a team capacity. So job sharing is just like working in a micro team together. Um, And Hannah has totally different skills to me. And she has skills that I aim to try and learn from, basically. Exactly. And you know, we're constantly bouncing ideas off each other. We're constantly trying to problem solve and make decisions together. And that means that when we're working together, our clients benefit from double the experience from both of us. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely vice versa for me. I'm constantly learning from Rachel. She is so much more creative and, and thinks so much, you know, thinks so differently to me. Um, but for me, I guess the most beneficial thing for me would be the kind of support system and the business continuity, particularly now that we we run our own business, you know, if one of us is out for, mm-hmm. for whatever life brings at us, it means that the business can continue. We don't lose mm-hmm. out on clients. We don't, you know, miss miss a trick with our clients. And, you know, at the start of the summer, I had coronavirus. My husband had coronavirus. He was hospitalized. My two little girls had coronavirus. And so, you know, the thought of, I mean, I couldn't physically <laughs> go to work, but we had for, for that couple of weeks, it was a really, really packed couple of weeks for us. Um, but but nothing, nothing was dropped because Rachel could pick it up, you know. Mm. And so the power of that kind of continuity, you know, is is mega. And also the fact that I felt completely supported by my job share partner, um, who was like, you know, Rachel sort of said, No, you leave work to me. You focus on getting better. You focus on looking after your family who need you right now. They need you more than I do. And so that, that for me, really kind of brought why we do what we do home. Mm-hmm. Vice yeah. versa. I love that. And just the, you know, the way you support each other. Do you think that when it comes to job sharing, I mean, I know that you two worked as colleagues previously um, under each other and then you have like built friendship as well. So if, say, a company implements job sharing and, you know, two partners are put together, is, would that work? Or do you think that there needs to be a friendship built first in order for it to be successful. So I, um, when Rachel went on her second maternity leave, I job shared with somebody that I didn't know before. I'd never met before for six months. Um, And that, you know, that was equally as successful. I think the research shows that about 50% of job share partnerships know each other before kind of starting out on their journey together, but 50% don't. And, you know, what matters is that you've got this shared kind of, value you know approach to work um and it's a really great opportunity to kind of learn from each other and some people are, uh, are career job sharers so they might job share with somebody for two years then five years and the, the reason they do that is to learn and, and, and kind of you know develop their own skills so it can definitely be done both ways and I think sometimes you know we can put people off because we are friends because we you know we we did know each other before but it isn't always the case um, and you can you can be a successful job share partnership with with no history together. 
Yeah, and I think when it comes to kind of that success, you are right. It is to do with the end goal, like the morals and the values that you both you know believe in. And you know, so for companies then who are thinking about starting to implement job sharing or as this form of kind of flexible working, um, what advice or perhaps what recommendations would you give um, to employers? Mm-hmm. Well, firstly, connect with us, of course. <laughs> we have so much um, by way of tips, resources um, and everything to kind of get businesses to start thinking about job sharing um, as it's new to everybody, um, generally speaking. But really, we think there are four main areas um, to enable successful job sharing. So firstly, a culture that supports and understands the benefits of flexible working. So a really open, progressive, inclusive culture. If there's any air of flexism, as we call it, um, job sharing just won't thrive. It needs to be something that is deeply um, understood uh, that it's a huge benefit. Then there's leadership and management support. So support from leadership and management to the job sharers, but also that line managers are given support when they're managing a duo. Um, It may be new for them as well, but we would just like to say actually at this juncture that um, there is a concern often that by having a job share it's going to take too much management time and actually we have found that because we almost self-manage because we are accountable to each other not only we have you know two handover points a week that actually the management time to manage a job share um, duo is reduced and then the job share partners themselves we've spoken about their qualities um their skills their ability to teamwork but the job share partners need to be supported and given an opportunity to thrive and actually by being provided with the opportunity let's say to go on a coaching program or training or anything around that really helps from the get-go and then that there are processes in place to support this way of working so you know organizationally thought to be given to job share practices and job design that might um that might be conducive to a job share is really important as well so there's lots in there because often job sharing is new but um we're here to help with any of those questions so that brilliant advice for employers um glad you touched on the idea of that management i think there's also sometimes the concern about costs too um that employers might also have but in terms of now the employees how can they themselves make job sharing successful um as, well as successful as you both have thank you and and yeah I mean our our job share partnership has definitely evolved over time um and we have history and experience to kind of give us the benefit of being successful so I think there's probably five main things that I would say to people in a job share first of all you absolutely need to be able to communicate effectively with one another, um, which again, you'll, you'll learn as you work together over time, you'll learn, you'll learn what suits you. Um, And any job share couple that you can speak to will absolutely stress that without sort of clear open communication, that the job share arrangement is almost ineffective. And that means that it's vulnerable to criticism. And so, you know, you need to focus on the handover and we, again, it's changed, you know, we, we handed over differently when we worked in the corporate world. Um, but now we use a voice note and we have a mega work in progress tracker that is constantly open on our laptops. Um, and we completely obsess over, over that and we obsess over our handover. The second point, and I think to lead on from this, and we've kind of spoken about it before, is, is the ability to trust one another. 
um, and to have real open conversations. So for example, if, um, you know, I made a call on my working days, um, you know, that Rachel thought, oh, I probably would have done that slightly differently. It's really important that A, you back your job share partner up so you, you don't kind of, you know, outwardly say, oh, I wouldn't have done that. Mm. But it's really important to kind of have a session around, okay, I would have done it this way and here's why and have a discussion around that. Um, otherwise, it's not you're not going to work. Um, thirdly, we've covered it already, but the respect for boundaries is so important in a job share. And, you know, my advice would be to almost have like, you know, re reconnect with your boundaries every few months. So, you know, we often have conversations around, right, you know, what's important for you at the moment, Rachel? You know, it might be that one of her kind of personal priorities is to go and go for a run every day or, or every other day. I will hold her accountable to that, you know, and it's really important that you kind of reflect on why you job share in the first instance. Um, fourthly, and we've spoken about this as well, you know, you need to be open to the job share curious. Remember that, you know, what you do is quite interesting to some people and it might seem quite basic what it says on the tin. But there are always lots of questions around the way that you work because it is slightly different. And then finally, we are such firm believers in feedback and the power of feedback. And, you know, if job sharing is an alien thing in your organisation, it's or actually if it's not, you know, feedback is so important. So you need to get feedback from your team, from your clients, from your stakeholders around how it's working. And if it's negatively impacting anything or anyone, it's important to get that feedback and action upon it so you can get it right. Um, it's so important that I, I think that is really, really important. And um, one of the things, you know, I said that the job share pair was inspired by our experience of working in the job share in, in the corporate world. Um, one of the things that we carry out is a five modular coaching day for job sharers to kind of go through all of these things um, and, and really help them think, you know, how is it going to work in practice? scenario plan so what am I going to do if xyz happens um and we are hopefully as you can see you know we're hugely passionate that that can really benefit any job share partnership um and it is like like I say it's important that it evolves and our job share is complete you know it's constantly evolving and changing yeah I think that's something that's really appealing about it is that it is something that is constantly developing and that if that's area for growth um and you know you can learn from things that perhaps didn't work in the past um, but there's two things that you, you mentioned that really stood out to me. So the accountability, I think that's really important. And also that um, the importance of communication. I, I assume that, you know, when it comes to like clients and stakeholders, you know, the last thing you want is for one of them one day to go to one of you and said, well, mm. you know, if you don't agree with this idea, I'm just going to go, it's going to go to Rachel. I'm just going to go to Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that is really important. Um, but I do think, you know, that is really brilliant advice that you've given um, for listeners. And I think that's a brilliant way to also kind of end this podcast. Um, so I just do want to say, you know, thank you so much, both of you. Um, and it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you both today. I think that this has been a very insightful like starter to a conversation. So hopefully um, a lot of listeners will know veer towards your page now if they want to know uh, more about job sharing. And on that note, you know, how can listeners perhaps reach out to you both? Yeah. So well, we've got our, our Instagram, the job share pair, is um, where we post most frequently. Um we're of course on LinkedIn under Rachel McGuire and Hannah Hall Turner. We've got a, a company page over there as well. And take a look at our website. There's a lot of um, information on there, some um, interviews and features that we've been on in our blog spot where we um, write 
obviously about the topic so yes head over there great thank you Anna did you want to include something there? no I was just going to thank you really um for inviting us to be part of the podcast and you know really help us spread the job sharing word um and help us normalize it as a way of working so thank you so so much Thank you both. Um, I really appreciate it. And I will include um, the link to your Instagram and other pages as well in the description as well for anyone who does want to have just easy access to it. Um, but yeah, once again, honestly, thank you so much. And I do wish you both the best for the future. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Thanks so much for listening today. Wherever you're tuning in from, we'd love to hear from you. What were your learnings from today's conversation? Is there anything you'd like to add? Let us know using the hashtag TEG podcast on Twitter, or you can reach out to us anytime via contact at theequalgroup.com. And in the meantime, head on over to our website, theequalgroup.com, for more insights and articles around equality, diversity and inclusion in the workplace. Why not join our mailing list to be the first to get updates on all the latest EDI news, as well as our free monthly EDI training webinars. And finally, to stay tuned for more podcast interviews coming up soon, make sure you are following us at The Equal Group on Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn. That's it for today's episode. Until next time, everyone.